0: When he ran to me He took me in his arms, my head to his chest, said, my son's come home a- We believe the word of God has come through to you Join us at the Lighthouse Chapel International Bantama Behind the Confidence Eating Place This every Sunday at 9.30am And 6pm every Tuesday Stay blessed Well, it's time for the Word of God, and it's my favorite part of the service. I believe you at home are eager to hear what our Father has for us this Sunday morning. And I hope that you have your Bibles, your pens, and your notebooks to go along with Him as He preaches. Well, without saying any more, I'd like to welcome our Father and our Pastor, Bishop Patrick Bruce. Yes, hallelujah Um, Welcome to our message for today, Easter Sunday Now, Easter is maybe, in my opinion, the most important uh, Christian celebration of all I know people like Christmas more than Easter Christmas is chocolate, Coca-Cola, ice cream, cake, chicken Christmas is more fun And Christmas is when Jesus was born to save us from our sins but but actually easter is what saved us because christmas is the coming of, of jesus but easter is when he died and it is his death and resurrection that saved us not his coming yes if you hadn't come we will be saved it's true but if you had come and not died we would still not be saved so it is his dying on the cross and his resurrection from the dead that saved us so Easter is the most important celebration we have as Christians. Now, many people uh, uh, wonder, what is the power of Easter? What, what, is, what is Easter all about? And, and because many don't understand it, they kind of like just see it as another holiday to enjoy, and they wonder why somebody's death on the cross many thousands of years ago Uh, Affects them today in Ghana, where we are. Um, in, In very simple English, let me say this. Easter is the greatest display of love and power. Did you hear that? Easter is the greatest display in all creation of love and power. And the results of this combination of love and power is a glorious, glorious, glorious result for all of us. Easter is a is is a, a show of love that God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Easter is the ultimate display of love, and at the same time, it's a display of power because Jesus broke the power of death. Death was the biggest enemy that we had ever faced. Death is like ten times. Size of Goliath and David, the same size. That was the that was death. Death was the enemy that frightens everybody. Everybody runs away when death comes. And Jesus, I like the song that Vali sings. When Jesus saw death, he didn't you know, away. He ran to it to take control and master it and really show that he has overcome it. And then he said that no one takes my life from me, but I have the power to lay down. And I have the power to take it up again. Nobody has that power. Everybody who died, somebody else raised them. Jesus is the only one who, when he gave up the ghost, he released the spirit to go to heaven. He himself took up the spirit and put it back in his body. What a show of power. And so Easter is the greatest display of love and power. And this morning, I want to uh, share with you Um, from uh, our daddy's book, Attempt Great Things, how that you must attempt to love God because of the love he has for us. You must, this Easter, this Resurrection Sunday, you must attempt to love God because he loved us so very much and went so far to save us from our, our sins. It is that love that God has for us that made Easter Possible. Listen to this, John 3, 16. I, I know that if you don't know any scripture, this one there you know. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever. Today, I want to invite many thousands of whosoever's to believe in him and not perish, but have everlasting life. The Bible says again, John 15, Jesus says, Greater love has no man than this. That a man should lay down his life for his friend. Not the man should be killed though. A man should lay down. He can't be killed. That's different. But it's even higher when a man will lay down his life for his friend. And Jesus laid down. I says he gave up the ghost. He laid down his life for us. And um, some of you, even your twin brother, you will die for him. Even your son, your daughter, you will die for them. Some of us, uh, we, we, we so want to live that die for somebody dear is, is, is very impossible. But Jesus died for us. He, um, you will see that, oh, he is God. So that for him it is easy. He is God. Ask for God, he can do all this. And he knew he would get up again. So he didn't mind dying. No. How that says that in the Garden of Gethsemane? He, he prayed he was in agony, he was in agony and he prayed uh, such that blood, 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 drops of sweat like blood was running down his face because he knew the trouble and the pain and the, and the te- torture he was going to go through and he said that this thing, it took be easy. Then he said, Lord, if it's possible, let's skip this one. If it's possible, let's bypass this one. And the father said, no. It's not possible. This is the only way to save humanity. This is the only way to save all mankind from the sea of fire that I have created for the devil and his angels. If you don't do this, all humanity will join Satan in that sea of fire, in that lake of fire. If you don't do this, this is the only way. Jesus said, hmm, okay, let's do it. And then he went to the cross for us. It's not that he just happily went there, and crucified me, Yes, he was standing. Uh, kneel, kneel, kneel here and kneel here. It's not like that. No, no, no. It was a painful thing for him. That is why it took great love of the Father and great love of the Son to die for us. Great love. And this morning, I think it's our turn. It's our turn. You see, we too, you must love God. And as we love God, we can now serve him are right in this world as we love God we can now follow him and do all that is required of us as, as Christians many Christians are not doing much for God many Christians are not doing much for their, to show their faith and um, my, my suspicion is that the love that drives people to do things that love is not in our hearts Many of us we know we know of God. We've had we've gone to we've gone to a, a church. We've had uh, we've been even the Boys Brigade, Good News Club. We've gone to various various things. We've not really um, had the love of God in our hearts. And this morning I want to share with you that you must attempt to love God. Yes, you must attempt to love God, because when we love God, we will do great things for Him. I have many, many stories of young men who, beloved those young ladies, they didn't have money, and they gave her their last money, and they were smiling and said, oh, get and buy ice cream and eat it. Meanwhile, no, why was their last money? And then as they walked away, oh, I'll take a taxi down the road. Oh, there was no money in their pockets and they walked home, but see they walked home smiling because they had just done their beloved show. So they didn't mind at all, they are walking home, even if the rain started, they were smiling in the rain, singing in the rain, because they have just gone to do show and they have gotten two more points towards a relationship. So when you love somebody, you are are very willing to to show, uh, to go through things, to sacrifice, to endure things for that person. Um, this morning our message is that we must attempt to love God attempt means that it, you must put in an effort to try to do it it means we are not doing it regularly we are not doing it currently and we should do it and we need to try to do it because it is not happening at the moment and um, the, the truth is the truth is it is it is quite difficult to to love God. Um, in Matthew, it says, "When when let me, let me show it to you." Um, Matthew chapter twenty-two, Matthew twenty-two, and um, one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him, and saying, "Master, which is the great commandment in the law?" And Jesus said unto him. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and the great commandment. You know, you will wonder, why is the great commandment loving God? I mean, medical school is very difficult to get to because we know it's difficult to become a carpenter, become a tailor, oh, you don't even have to go to school, you don't even have to know English pass somewhere where take a, a scissors and just cut 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 and then you can many carpenters just take a hammer and learn on their job so we we assume that the great things are, are the difficult things when something is a great thing it, it, it means it's a difficult thing i mean a, a mercedes is a great car it's expensive you can buy many many Hondas for the price of one mercedes so um when Jesus said, this is the great commandment, he, he, and that is to love God, I think he was saying that loving God is, is a great thing. It's a, is a wonderful thing to do. And it must also be, uh, by implication, a bit difficult. A bit difficult. And that difficulty is what I want to explain this morning. So that we will love God. We will love God and really, from this Easter day, with that the same love he had for us to die for us we too will be willing to die for him and go out and win souls every corner every city of Kumasi every part of Kumasi win souls for him because he did he gave his life for us out of love we too will give our lives for, to him out of love um, seven reasons why it is a great achievement to love God. Seven reasons why. If, when we, if we can overcome these things, this morning I'm them to your knowledge. If we can overcome these things, have it in our minds, and and, and just make an effort to overcome them, we will love God, and they will, be, they will become the real servants of God, and we will be really able to do what God really wants us to do. Um, seven reasons why it is a great achievement to love God. Number one, loving God is a great achievement. It's difficult because loving God is to love someone you cannot see. Loving God is to love someone you cannot see. First John 4, 12, no one has seen God at any time. No one has seen. So we haven't seen God, all of us. We are all walking by faith. Not by sight. We all don't know where heaven is. We don't know. We've not seen Jesus. We we don't, we don't know. We don't have. We haven't seen God. And so, verse twenty says that. And then how can a man say he will love God, um, for he that loves not his brother? How can he love God whom he has not seen? So we admit that it is difficult. We admit it is difficult to love somebody you have not seen, and it is true. Anybody who knows people who are in a relationship, as soon as one person travels and the other is left behind, it becomes difficult to maintain long distance relationships. Very often they scatter after one, two, three years. People who are together here, they can have a relationship, oh, they can be a relationship for five years, no problem, because they are both here and around. As soon as one person travels to anywhere, even Accra, Kumansi, Accra, London, uh, 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 Accra, Germany, once one person travels and is out of uh, regular contact with the other, the relationship becomes shaky. It requires greater effort to sustain a relationship when the other person is away. And that is why it requires great effort to love a God you cannot see. You must just know he's there, and and even it's even easier in these days. You have Zoom meetings, you have uh, uh, video calls. So the person is not there, but you can see the person though an image. You can see the person on your phone. But imagine those days long ago when there was even even phone calls was a, a challenge. You had to use Telegram. you know Telegram? You don't know Telegram? There's something called Telegram. You have to use Telegram, and Telegram takes two weeks to go, two weeks to come. So you are there. Look, when I went to Norway with my wife, I tell you, there was no call. I think we had only one or two calls all those years. We had one telegram. There was no way to know what was happening in town. We were just there and they were here. That's all. That was very little, very difficult to make a phone call in those days. And and, and how much more to see the person's face. Right now, we are on social media. To love somebody you cannot see is difficult. And that is why many people are struggling with the love of God they can't see God They is God there is he smiling what is his face like what is he doing at this moment is he faithful am I faithful am I keeping my heart is he keeping his heart and and so the greatest challenge the first great obstacle you must overcome in loving God is that you must love somebody you cannot see second reason why it is a great achievement because you must love somebody you cannot hear you are talking to somebody and you don't have no no answer comes back you see let me explain from the beginning god talks very very much in fact god is always talking to us he is not a god who is quiet or a god who hides himself not at all god is always speaking to us but God is spirit, and those that worship Him must worship Him in spirit. Okay? Spirit and truth. Now man is also spirit and flesh. We are a spirit in an earthen vessel, the flesh. But for many of us, the flesh is the superpower, and the spirit is pressed down in a corner. So we are so carnal, we are so natural that we cannot hear spiritual things. And God, who is spirit, speaks in a spiritual language, speaks by the spirit, to deep, cause on deep. So the spirit of God is speaking to our spirits, but our spirits are a house boy in the house. So imagine you go to the house and you make a ring the phone, you're calling the house girl. Hey! You're calling the house girl and the phone goes to the house owner. You what? You want the house girl nonsense? What do you mean? Get out of here. And then you hang up the phone. You cannot call a person who has been pressed down by calling their Lord. And so very often, all the messages that come to the flesh, which should be relayed to the spirit, the spirit has been pressed down in a corner, and the flesh just throws it away. And then they are cut off. And that is why it is difficult to uh, uh, hear from God. And and that's why it is difficult to love God. I know most people. When you pick up your phone, and then you call somebody, and then, hello, Kwesi, crazy, hello, hello, hello. Abwezi. Once you are speaking, and you don't hear a reply, what is the next step to do? Hang up. That's all. Just hang up. You just hang up. I mean, you say, oh. Anyhow. Oh, call. I, course. Uh, line dropping. We, we, we just explain our way, and we just hang up. Now let me ask you a question. How many of you have been on the phone with a friend and he was calling you and you could hear him but he could not hear you? And then he was saying Patrick, he said, Yes, I'm here, oh Patrick, yes, I'm here, I can hear you. Talk, I can hear you, but he can't hear you. And he was say, Patrick, 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 then the next thing he hears, click. Meanwhile, you were there. Meanwhile you could hear him clearly. And because he couldn't hear you, then he hangs up the phone. That's how it is to God. God is speaking. And because we can't hear him, people just God, are you there God? God? Hello, God. God, I'm praying. Over. I prayed last week. I prayed last two weeks. I prayed last three weeks. No answer? Hey God. Bye-bye. I gotta go. Then they hang up. And so loving somebody who you cannot hear, speak to you. It's very difficult. And that's why it's a great achievement to overcome that that's a, a handicap. Listen, it takes... Let me tell you, when you are speaking on the phone, hello, how is he? How is, he? How is he? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? You can't hear me. Okay, you listen, I'm talking. And I'm going to meet you at 6 o'clock, meet me at the place, then we go and do the Bible study, then we go and... You see, when you are speaking on a phone and you are not sure the guy is there, it takes great faith to keep talking. You want to hang up. You wonder, am I wasting my time? You wonder, am I just wasting credit? Look, it's going. Am I just wasting credit? I should just hang up the phone and go away. It takes great faith to keep talking on the phone when you cannot hear any answer from the other end. Likewise. To love God and to love somebody who you can't hear. It takes great faith and hope, perseverance. That listen, I can't hear him, but I believe he's there. I can't hear anything. I've prayed, I've prayed, I've prayed. I didn't hear anything, but I believe he's there. It takes great faith. No response. No no sound from him. But I'm, I'm, I'm just believing he's there. That is the second thing you must overcome to love God. Number three. Loving God is a great achievement which you must overcome, it is a great achievement. Because loving God is to love somebody you cannot feel, you, you cannot feel. Uh, many of us, our emotions run wild, we, are, we go by feelings, yeah, your feelings, your feelings are, are what guide you. So when you see many, many girls walking around and you have no feelings for them, you don't bother to even look. Then one girl comes to pass, whoa, then your eyes are open because some feelings have been touched in your heart. Then your heart is drawn towards that one. Um, when there is no feeling, many don't care. And that is why one man said, I see men as trees. Men as trees, I have no feeling for trees. Um, to love a God you cannot feel is it, difficult. It's difficult. Because it takes great strength. I mean, a man who is trying to put up a dose a lady then he calls her. Hello, Lucy. And she says, yes? Uh, uh, Lucy, how are you? I'm fine. He says, okay. Um, she can watch a film tonight? Oh, no. And then, you, and then you ask her, okay, what do you want to do? Nothing. You know, after three rounds of this, you give up. You say, this girl, she has no feeling for me. I mean, I like it, but she, from her answer, yes, no, no, are you ready? No, are you going to go No, are you going to do this? No, yes, no. Hey, what girl is this? Every question, yes, no, yes, no. Hey, sorry, there, 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 there's no hope. You just say that, let's forget to go away. The girl, she don't feel for me. When you are, you are following a God and you can't feel anything from Him, you are tempted to give up. You are tempted to see that He doesn't care for me I mean He doesn't care for me I say, Oh God I love you And I don't feel anything And God you cannot feel He is there He is there But He is spirit And we are flesh And so because We cannot feel Him And then we just say Oh God is not there And then we just Go about our business Many people Are going about Their business Solely because They can't feel God Many people Are questioning God's existence They'll say Show me God Show me God. Where is God? Uh, uh, prove it to me. Look, it's not like that. We are serving a God we cannot feel, but we must overcome that lack of feeling Him to still love Him. Oh yes, we still love Him. We can't see Him. We can't hear Him. We can't even feel Him. But we must love Him because He is love. And we must just love Him by great a, a strength and, and not be discouraged knowing that He's there and maybe uh, we don't we felt anything I mean there are, there are many times that um, I have a feeling I mean I feel uh, when I'm in a prayer meeting especially prayer meetings you know you have a feeling of of something there's something here many times when I'm going to preach and I pray oh Holy Spirit help me Help me! I can't go by myself, and like, this is too high for me. And I had a feeling of, of something. God is with me. I have a feeling. I, I I can feel God. Sometimes, many times. One night I was in my room, and then alone. It was. I think there rain. Uh, it had rained or something. And then the lights were out, and I was alone in the room with a candle. Don't don't copy. Don't do don't do candles. It's very dangerous. I was alone with a candle in my room. Then the candle began to dance. Then I said, hey, is there a draft? Is there a breeze? There was no breeze. And then I just suddenly felt that, hey, there's something here with me. There's somebody here with me. Yes, we, we, some of us, we feel God's presence sometimes. But there are other times. We don't feel His presence. In those days, we must just continue loving Him. Continue pressing on, knowing He's there. Because we don't always, He's a God we cannot feel. He's a God who is there, but we cannot feel Him. And we must know that this God is for us. And it is a great achievement, I tell you. It's a great achievement to love Him when you can't feel Him. You say, oh, Pastor, me, I can't feel Him. Good. You are in a position to show greater love to Him than I. Because I can feel small, small. And if you cannot feel Him, you are, you are, you are in a position to show greater love to God by loving Him. Well, you cannot feel him. Um, number four, loving God is a great achievement because you cannot love God the way you love man. Um, hmm. The way we love man, yes, we, we know, also what men love them, we know it, we love men, men love us, boy like girl, girl like boy. boys like girls, boy like girls, boy like, girls boy like boys, girl like boys boy like girls, boy like boys boy like, boy like girls, boys like boys, girls. Uh, we know, we know, and we have seen how people can misbehave when they fall in love, they give away all their money, throw away their common sense, become foolish, foolish, stupid fools. I mean, we know how love can uh, go between uh, people. Now, how do you love somebody who is a God and is not man and you don't love him the way you love man? You see, um, we love men by giving them things and, and, and just doing what we like. So we buy chocolates, we buy cards, we, we try to show our power, we dress nicely. Girls buy lipstick and hair pieces, boys go and do bodybuilding and other things, trying to show, to impress somebody. Um, but God is not impressed by all these things. I mean, if you try to give God money as an as an offering, he's not impressed. Um, so to love a God uh, who you don't love as a man, you must, in a way, find out what He wants. Uh, we we are automatically programmed to do what men want because we are men, and we know how men behave. We are we are a men like men. So we know how men, I mean, when a man loves a woman, he wants attention. She also wants attention. He wants her to cook for him. She wants him to visit her, hold her hand, walk, be like a macho man around, provide for her, supply her needs. That, that's, that is how men show care and affection. But with God, you, you cannot do that. You cannot do that. So how to love a God when you cannot send him God, you cannot send him any of those little things. It, it, is, it, is, it, it is very tricky. It requires great focus, uh, not to do what you think is nice. You know, many of us, we, we, to love God, we do what we think is nice. We dress nicely and go to church, we say, oh, God is happy. We just uh, we do those things. But uh, we must learn that God is, we can show love to God. By like knowing what he wants, I'll come up to this uh, down there in the next two points. Number five, loving God is a great accomplishment because God is great and you are nothing. It is not easy to relate with a great person, it is not easy to chat with a great person. How difficult then it is to relate. With the greatest person of all. You know something? Many of us, we have an inferiority complex. We have a feeling that we are nothing. We, we, and, and and in many cases, it's true. You are from a village. When they ask you, where are you from? Say, or from Kumasi. You are not from Kumasi. You are from a village near Kumasi. When they ask you, where are you from? I'm from Accra. You are not from Accra. You are from a village near Amasaman. Near Accra. They're not from there at all. You know, we are nothing. And many of us, your father didn't build, there's no there's no house, there's no car. We are nothing. We are nothing. And it is very difficult to come up against a truly rich person. You feel intimidated. You feel so small and you are so aware of your littleness. And when you come before any great person, you now you, you are thinking that he now he doesn't respect me. You are already thinking what you see you are thinking what a rich man will think about you. How you also would think that somebody down there is nothing. So once you come against great people, we are we are already afraid. That is how come the ten spies, when they saw the giants, said, Hey, we are grasshoppers. They didn't say, Look, David can fight, you can also fight. He said, No, we are grasshoppers. Charlie, there's no hope. I no here. Hey, let's go home. We are finished. That is the mind of somebody who has a small and vertical complex that oh I'm nothing. When you come up against God, who is a very big God, many of us will begin to know that we are nothing. You we know, don't I mean we are nothing. And then we see our littleness. When you come out in the night and look at the sky, you see the expanse say, Hey, look at God. Who what is man? What is man that I am mindful of him? And we know that that's, we, are, we are nothing, and very often that nothing has creeps into our mind. And then we now we say, don't bother head, don't bother to go, they will accept you. Don't bother. Look, you are a sinner, don't go. This church is for holy people. Look at the people who are going there. Proper people. You, Who are you? Where do you come from? Who born you? Proper people are going to church. Many don't say it, but that's what is in their head, that uh, we are nothing. Look, we don't have suits. We don't have shoes, we don't have proper clothes, we don't have money, we don't have anything. We just nothing. And so let those who have uh, education, those who have things go. We will just come. If you go, stay at the back, keep quiet and do nothing. And it is very difficult to love somebody when you are, you are hiding at the back. And that is why many people, when you are at the back like this. It's so easy to just slip away and disappear. When you are in a corner in a church like this, it's so easy to just corner, 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 away. Then you are gone. Because you feel that nobody, nobody, nobody expects me. Whether I'm here or not, it doesn't matter. I don't count. And and then, that, you see, this is the reason why many people, perfectly healthy and okay and strong, They'll be at home, they'll be at home in their bed, lying down, and then they just don't go to church. Ask them why, deep down, they think that nobody cares. They're at home. There's nothing wrong with them. But they're just in their beds, and they're just thinking, oh, if I don't go cry, nobody cares. I'm nobody. I mean, I'm just there. Look. The, the pastors are there. The pastors, this pastor, these people there. The big people are there. The poor people are there. We who are nothing there, we can just stay here and just be in our bed after all. If I don't know, what will happen? It is the littleness of our minds and little with a great person that makes us think like this. But listen, you must love God. Amen. You must love God. Even though you are little, you are nothing, you must still approach Him And God has stretched out his hand to draw you to himself. What a God. What a God. He respects you. He loves you. He knows that we are little and we are nothing. He knows it. But he has reached out from heaven. The God who made everything. He has reached down with his hand. Down, 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 down to pull you out. And David said, he pulled me from the marine clay and set me on a solid rock. is our God. He has pulled us out of nothing. And it is true we are nothing. But I tell you, you must overcome that feeling to love Him. Number six to love God is a great achievement because God is holy and you are not. As we get closer to God, we sense unworthiness. We sense wretchedness. And we sense corruption in us. Anyone, if you remember Isaiah, yes, anyone who has had an encounter with God will know how worthy, how unworthy He is. Um, Isaiah chapter six. In the year that King Isaiah died, I saw the Lord sitting on the throne high. And lifted up, and his train filled the temple. And above it stood the seraphim, and each had six wings. And one cried unto another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the post of the doors moved at the voice of him that cried. And the house was filled with smoke. Nobody has spoken, though. This is the prophet Isaiah. He was there. He just saw this thing. Nobody had spoken to him. Nobody had done anything. He said, Hey! I'm dead. I'm dead. Why is me? For I am undone. Why? Because I'm a man of unclean lips. He, You see, I, you, you know you are nothing. You know you are... you. God is... God is... Uh, uh, we are nothing. Um. I, I live... I am a man of unclean lips and I live and I dwell in the midst of unclean, people of unclean lips. God is holy and we are not. We know our unworthiness. First um, Peter it says, um, But as he that called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Because it is written, be ye holy for I am holy. And we know we are not holy. We know we are not holy. That is the problem now that many people face. And as you come closer to God, you feel that dif- uh, difference, that difficulty, and that challenge. Let me tell you something. Many people, many people, when they come close to God, what they think about is judgment, and not love. As they come to God. They imagine and they remember their sins, where they were, what they did, the film they watched, what they have touched with their hands, what they've drunk with their mouths—all their bad, bad things. And many people, when they come close to God, the first thing that comes to their mind is judgment of their sins. That God is against me. Your sins. You are a bad person. You are a sinner. You are bad. You are wicked. You are you fully falling, falling down. And and they don't think about. It. His love. That God knows we are sin, sinful. God knows all these things. And yet, Christ died for us. While we are yet sinners. Not when we are changed. While we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. So God knows our sinful state. But we now let our sinful state keep us away from God. And then we rather come to God fearing judgment. Our hands behind our back afraid, oh god, what have I done what am I, look, if there's going to beat me, rather, let me run away if you are going to school young man, you are going to school and they told you that tomorrow when you come to school I'll beat you, will you go to school or I'll pass somewhere and go and do my cobola things, because if I go to school they'll beat me, and I'll wait for two or three days, and they forget, then I'll go back to school, so because we often come to God with a mind of judgment, that God is judging us. God is looking at what we have done wrong. And He's trying to correct the, the, the wrong we have done. So our instinctive reaction is to stay away from God. No, 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 no. Too many times that's a human reaction. When we know we're in trouble, we draw away. When we know we are in trouble, we keep quiet. When you come, who took this thing? Who ate the food? We all keep quiet. We are in trouble. Sally just keep quiet and ready for more trouble. And that is the wrong thing because we must love God even though He is holy and we are not. And the last one is loving God is a, this is maybe the reason why we are here this Easter Sunday. Loving God is a great achievement because God's language is, God's love language is obedience. Love language is how you show love. That the person accepts and understands. Now, my wife and I, she likes to go in restaurants. She likes to have uh, to go out and, and have a meal. I don't care. For me, eating at home, eating in restaurants, eating here is the same. I don't have any feelings. She she likes it. So if I take her out, she is very happy. When she takes me out, she is very happy. I'm not. Because I don't feel, I don't see why I'm here. So you see, a, a person's love language is something which the person sees as love and welcomes it. Now you can't give. You see, even those who we, are, we say we are giving offerings, offerings is not showing love to God. It's just fulfilling your obligation as a believer. It is not any great thing that you are giving God your tithe. It is a blessing rather than For you, you rather have sown and seed that God will bless you. God's love language is obedience. John 14 15 If ye love me, keep my commandments. Verse 21 He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. Look, to love God. There is nothing you can do except one thing. Obey His commandments. That's all. And His commandments are not difficult. They are not onerous. They are easy. They are simple. His commandments, they are not demanding. But you see, they are very contrary to human logic. They are not... God chose the foolish things on this world to confound the wise. God's commandments are not the way many things uh, we, we think are. So many of us we 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 don't we don't we don't know how it doesn't make sense to us. So we, we, we are not in a hurry to obey them. And even by nature we are disobedient. We are children disobedient. So it is it is not our natural thing to obey. But that is how to show God love by obeying. Obey His words. Obey His commands. Obey everything that God has set for us to do. And He has said This morning, one thing has said, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. That is the word to us. That is my word. That is the word to us this Easter Sunday. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. That's all I have to do. Look, to love God. He's there. We can't feel Him. He's there. We can't see Him. He's there. We can't hear him. We have to overcome all those obstacles to be able to love God. But the final thing to show that you really that you have overcome all those things and that you really love God is to obey His commandments. And the commandment He has given us is go into all the world and preach. That's why I have said repeatedly this season of lockdown that we are all at home. Nobody ain't going anywhere. Everybody's home. Many hours of the day. Listen. Preach to your people in the house. Preach. Share Share your quiet time. Share your testimony. Share something. There's, there's sincerely try to obey God by going out of your way to tell them about the love of Jesus. And this Easter day is the day to show that God so loved the world that He gave As for Jesus dying on the cross, the whole world knows that He's dead on the cross. That's why today is Easter Day. Yeah, today is the day He died on Friday and He rose today. The whole world, even everybody, especially everybody, knows that. He died and He rose. And we are celebrating, look, even countries have a national holiday. And because today is Sunday, tomorrow is lockdown. But tomorrow lockdown is a holiday. Why? Because even the government of Ghana knows that Jesus Christ rose on Sunday. It's a holiday. So Monday is a holiday. Ghana government knows this. Even Togo government knows this. Every government knows this. That he rose again is true. Listen. Let's obey. Let us obey. And let us preach the word in every home. I believe strongly that when the lockdown is lifted, the church will gather very strong. Very many people will become born again in this time. Very many people who have been um, in their homes, they have not really known Christianity. They thought that it was going to church. Now there's no church. We have to re-examine ourselves and thank God that you are there to explain Christ to them. Thank God that you are now able to really, really show them who Jesus is. Um, let's become saviors of men let us make ourselves soul winners let us attempt great things attempt soul winning and, and this, this afternoon this morning we are attempting to love God because as we love Him we will now begin to become soul winners to obey Him may you go out into your area all the people who are adjacent to your wall or in the neighborhood. I mean, even those lockdown people can go to their wall and talk to somebody on the other side. Go to the wall, talk to somebody, go to their gate. The people who are walking up and down call them and stop them and talk to them. There are people you can talk to. Make yourself a savior of men. I would be very sad, very, very sad if at the end of this lockdown you come and you say, have nobody. oh i i, I didn't win a soul. oh i couldn't save anybody oh i'll be so sad that you will not have a testimony that i went to my neighbor and i spoke to him and he looked at me and he looked at me then he said my son how can i be born again and i was shocked i will be so happy to have those testimonies instead of so the testimony i said I was afraid and I hid myself. I was afraid and I hid my talents under the stone. I was afraid. That testimony is not a good testimony. It will make you sad. And I tell you, this lockdown, when it is passed, it will not happen again in our lifetime. This is a once in a lifetime event. No government will allow it to happen again. They will take every step to fall to avoid this thing again. So this lockdown that has happened today, it will not happen again. Don't miss your chance of being a soul winner. Don't miss your chance of going to people around you. It must be at the end of this season that as you are coming out, you are smiling and you are happy and you come with you bearing your sheaves of fruit. And this morning, wherever you are, if you have been watching, listening, I don't know, but you know deep in your heart, you are not born again. You know that if you die, you're not sure where you're going. Today, Jesus has risen, Christ has risen and he's ascended to the Father and he's taking many people with him. But you're not sure that he's adding you. If you're not if you are the one that out there like this, I want you to follow me in this prayer and um, this prayer is the one prayer that if you pray, the Lord will hear and answer. Let us pray. Please pray after me. Dear Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God who came from heaven to die on the cross for my sins. You died and today you rose again to overcome death to lift me along with you to heaven. Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Wash them away with your sacrifice. Thank you that you died, that I should not die, but I should have life. Change my heart, O oh God. Give me a new heart. A heart that will love you and a heart that will follow you all my days. Make me somebody, one of your own. Prepare a place for me in heaven by your side and write my name in the book of life. Satan, I have left your camp, I am now a follower of Jesus. I am born again and Jesus is my Lord, my master, my savior and my best friend. Thank you so very much, Lord, for saving me this morning. Amen. Amen. Father, I pray for everyone who prayed this prayer this morning. I pray for them that this will be a turning point in their lives. This will be a chance for them to walk with the Lord Jesus from today for the rest of their natural lives. I pray for great grace, O Lord, to cover them. In the name of Jesus, I pray for the Holy Spirit to mark them, to seal them with a seal unto His own. And thank you, thank you so very much, that none of them will be the same again. Life has entered into many hearts, life into many people, and for that reason, families, men, women, families are changed, couples are changed. As the light comes, darkness is dispelled, and. Today, this Easter Sunday, some people will never be listening again. Thank you so very, 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 very much. In Jesus' name, Amen. I want us to thank God for this great, great blessing. Thank you so very, very much. In Jesus' name, Amen. I didn't hear Amen? Amen. We are saying Amen on behalf of all those who didn't hear it. Say, Amen. Amen. I believe that today has been a really good time together. I have really enjoyed this message. Um, I tend to love God. I love God. I try to love God. And I can see how difficult it is for some people to love God. And I can see that we must overcome all these challenges. And it is a great achievement to finally be able to say, I love God. And to mean it from the bottom of your heart. And I really think that Sikot is going to be so very, very good to us. Mm-hmm. We believe the word of God has come through to you. Join us at the Lighthouse Chapel International Bantama Behind the confidence eating place. Listen every Sunday at 9 30 a.m. and 6 p.m. every Tuesday. Stay blessed.